Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from The Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Well, throughout the years, men who attended Promise Keepers perhaps heard Raleigh Washington speak. He has certainly been a strong voice in men's ministry and leads an organization called Awakening the Voice of Truth. He spoke with me recently and applied a biblical perspective to anti-biblical cultural trends. You will be hearing some of his comments coming up. Then it's back to Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, where I had the opportunity to sit down with noted Christian apologist Lee Strobel as he provided evidence relative to the existence of God. And coming up on this edition of The Intersection, Henry O. Arnold certainly knows how to tell a story through filmmaking, voice acting, and writing. He stopped by the Meeting House recently to highlight another chapter in the life of the future King David, sharing about the time period during which he was eluding King Saul. You will be hearing from that conversation ahead. Finally, Tim Kazee of Frontline Missions International has traveled the world sharing the gospel of Christ and communicating how he has seen God at work. These stories have certainly impacted his life, and he has been challenged to be a good steward of the time God has given him here on this earth. His words of encouragement are coming up. This is the intersection of production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. Raleigh Washington is the president emeritus of Promise Keepers, a retired lieutenant colonel from the U.S. Army, and someone who has a keen sense of what our culture is facing today. He is president and CEO of Awakening the Voice of Truth and author of the book entitled One Word, The Cure for Hurt, Hatred, and Hostility. Here now with some biblically-centric analysis is Lieutenant Colonel U.S. Army retired Raleigh, Washington. You are 1,000% correct when you say that uh, the word reconciliation is a strong, accurate, biblical term but it is also controversial, and rather than bringing people together, it can bring people, uh, 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 separate people, or cause tension to come from uh, between people. Uh, I recognize that uh, uh, clear, uh, and in the process of dealing with it, uh, reconciliation is right now what our world needs more than anything else. We're at war with, with Israel. Uh, the answer is reconciliation. Uh, 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 after George Floyd was murdered, a uh, 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 conflict between uh, races, especially black and white, became uh, uh, like you would not believe. And uh, even to this day, there's tension uh, resulting from that. Uh, the answer to it really is reconciliation. Anti-Semitism uh, uh, is running rampant, not only in America, but around the world. Hatred of Jews, God's chosen people, is flourishing like never, ever before. Uh, the answer to it, really, and the solution uh, is reconciliation, and I'm going to show uh, exactly how that relates to it. Um, my first book was uh, Breaking Down the Walls, A Model of Reconciliation in an Age of Racial Strife. My current book, which uh, uh, I was published uh, um, in June and is available on on Amazon, is called One Word. 
subtitled The Cure for Hurt, Hatred, and Hostility. And that one word is relationship. Hmm. I chose the word relationship because of everything, Bob, that you said in introducing this topic. Uh, reconciliation uh, just can draw people up. It sounds very theological. It's right. It's biblical. But it's not there. But re- reconciliation is nothing more than relationship, biblical relationship. It is driven by the two greatest commandments. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Watch this. If you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, that is having a relationship with God through the work of Jesus Christ. Uh, Loving your neighbor as yourself, no matter who that neighbor is, no matter how different that neighbor is relationally, uh, you, you need to love that neighbor as yourself as a manifestation that you love God. And so that drives the dynamic uh, uh, more than anything else. And so the solution to the plethora of false narratives that's causing so much division in this hour, it did in the past, but it's even worse now. Things like Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, transgender um, uh, confusion, abortion, uh, racism, and anti-Semitism. Every one of those false narratives, those things are causing toxic division because people are divided on it. And when they discuss it, they're at different places. And uh, and what happens is they seek to cancel one, one another out. But the true answer to it is if they understand that the solution to um, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter is is relationship between African Americans and whites and others and process in a, in a biblical fashion, uh, driven by the two greatest commandments, uh, and that's loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Uh, uh, Relationship eliminates racism. Relationship eliminates anti-Semitism. Relationship uh, uh, eliminates the divisions that's caused by Black Lives Matter, which is a Marxist organization, and Marxism leads to communism, which doesn't bring us together. The same thing is true for anti-Semitism, which is hatred of Jews. See, uh, people don't understand that uh, and you said it, we are facing, you said it earlier to me, uh, a, a, a spiritual battle. Raleigh Washington here on The Intersection. You can learn more by going to the website, ATVOT, standing for Awakening the Voice of Truth, ATVOT.com. Well, next up on this edition of The Intersection, it's the founding director of the Lee Strobel Center for Evangelism and Applied Apologetics at Colorado Christian University, former legal editor for the Chicago Tribune, and well-known Christian author and speaker Lee Strobel. In a conversation at the summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, he discussed his book called Is God Real? Exploring the Ultimate Question of Life. Here now from that conversation is Lee Strobel. The reason I wrote this book, Is God Real?, is because 200 times a second around the clock, someone on planet Earth is typing into a search engine basically the question, Is God Real? 
And wow. I know, it's amazing. My publisher found this out and went to me and said, I want you to write a book responding to that call, Is God Real? So I think that shows a curiosity that people have. You know, back in the uh, 1950s, um, if you would ask the average American, are you a Christian? they say, oh, of course I'm a mm-hmm. Christian. Every American's a Christian. Were they Christians? No, they weren't really. Um, now, if you ask somebody you're a Christian, they may very well say, no, I'm not. I would rather them say that than pretend that they are. And so let's mm. start where we're really at so we can have a real conversation about where does the evidence lead. Lee Strobel joining us today, noted Christian apologist, author, and speaker, joining us here on this edition of The Meeting House from the Christian Product Expo Summer 2023 show in Lexington, Kentucky. So I appreciate what you were saying because, of course, so often we find, as you noted, that that people just because of church attendance yeah. that they consider themselves to be christian right. i think you have to look in fact i've got some some gallup data about belief in god yes. that has gone down and yes. sometimes you really have to take some of these surveys with a grain of salt yeah. don't you because you do. somebody might say well i'm a christian and yeah. uh, as george barna would probably say well we're talking about self-professed Christian, and right. then uh, of course he would apply his criteria right. to that and find that well, you got a lot of Christians that don't have a Christian worldview perspective. So we've got that out there. Yes. But now it's you know it's a matter like you say that people are authentically saying, no, I don't believe. Right. I am not a Christian. And, and I think that's yeah, a great place to start. I was going to say, explain that if exactly. you would. Exactly. I mean, that's what my book addresses. Uh, yeah. Is God real? I have six chapters or so that look at what is the evidence from science, from history and philosophy that point powerfully and persuasively toward the existence of the God of the Bible. And I think the, the evidence is, is quite persuasive. Um, to those that are willing to really investigate it and really are willing to check it out. And I find that there's sufficient amount of curiosity among people that it's not hard to get into a spiritual conversation. It's not hard to share the gospel today. Um, Now, granted, there's pockets of hostility. People question, is God real and is God good? Um, uh, But I think we have good responses to that as well. And what you said about the Internet yeah. You know, technology can be a wonderful tool if we use it in the right way. Yeah. And so when you talk about people that are searching yes. for those three words, right. is God real? And you're finding that there is a tremendous amount of curiosity about yes. spiritual things. And I think about right. some of these different, as you might say, media phenomenon yeah. that are taking place. Right. Where, again, you're seeing people yes. are are curious. So what, where does that leave us as believers Mm. when, when we find the curiosity seekers that are asking the questions, how do we, how do we get involved in doing the answering? Sure. That's such a great open door when people are willing to say, you know, I, I don't really believe, well, are you willing to talk about it? Well, sure. And to have a discussion and ask them, why don't you believe? Mm. Um, That's a great question to ask because um, people often assume you don't believe because of X, Y, or Z when you may have a totally different reason. So I like to ask, here's why I like to ask people when they're openly curious. If you could ask God any one question and you knew he'd give you an answer right now, what would you ask him? That really gets the nub of Uh what's holding them back from God. Uh, They may say, um, we lost a daughter in childbirth three years ago. Where was God in the middle of that? 
Okay, it's a, why does God allow pain and suffering? Legitimate question. Um, or I have neighbors who are Muslims and Hindus. Why should I believe the Bible rather than some other book? Um, so people have authentic, legitimate questions. And that's frankly why I wrote the case, uh, um, uh, Is God Real? Because um, it's a book that you can give to someone. In fact, I put discussion questions in it. So if you wanted to get together, say, really, you have questions. You know, so did I, and I found some good answers. Why don't we read this book together? And there's discussion questions in there. We can have a conversation. And um, to just sit down and have a, a, a period of time where you meet periodically and talk about the issues raised by the book, that can be a very uh, fruitful experience. Lee Strobel here on The Intersection. You can find him online at leestrobel.com. You are listening to The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming menu at faithradio.org. At The Meeting House homepage, as well as through that programming menu, you will find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on The Intersection Podcast and The Meeting House radio program. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. Plus, there's a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel through which you can watch video of Meeting House guests. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can access the homepage through the programming menu at faithradio.org. Conversations can also be found through the Faith Radio app at a variety of podcast platforms, including Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, and a variety of podcast platforms. Just search for Faith Radio Podcast. Next on this edition of The Intersection, it's filmmaker, stage actor, and voice actor, as well as author of the series The Song of Prophets and Kings, Henry O. Arnold. He and I spoke recently, and he discussed the fourth installment of that series entitled The Fugitive King, which is a work of historical fiction depicting the time period during which future King David was being pursued by King Saul. Here now from that recent Meeting House conversation is Henry O. Arnold. You can read in the certain psalms that he wrote probably during this period about the relentless pursuit of his enemies. Where are you, O God? Where are you, Yahweh? Why, is, is, uh, why are my enemies after me? And, and feeling very much alone. Uh, very much, not just in fear of his life, but a sense of isolation and I'm going through this, uh, for lack of a, uh, well, maybe for a good term, the valley of the shadow. And I'm in this period where I feel like God is nowhere to be found. And, um, or he uh, it, it seems to be silent. <laughs> and, and yet, here's what I think um, really was David's deeper uh, character, and that was he still said, Lord, I put my faith and trust in you. Even in the midst of all this terrible 
these terrible circumstances that I'm in, and it's not just for a day or two, it's for years in these very difficult circumstances, life-threatening circumstances, and yet I'm going to put my faith and trust in God. My enemies surround me, but I'm going to put my faith and trust in Yahweh. And, um, you know, that didn't change anything. And that's what I think I tried to, um, you know, examine in, in my own personal life, but also to make it real for David, that in spite of his faith, it still didn't change anything immediately. Mm. And it took years for for David to finally, to you know, in, all, in being faithful all this time, it took years for him to actually come into his kingdom. And I'm not going to give away the ending of this particular novel, uh, but we're moving toward that direction of where uh, the, you know, the promise of Yahweh to make him the king is beginning to be realized. So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of death and mayhem and turmoil all along the way that is, you know, that is very difficult for. It doesn't preach, let's say, on mm. a Sunday. <laughs> and and uh, you know, I, I think when when you think in terms of just the true reality of everyday life and the struggles that we all experience. Um, I think the character of David and some of the other characters in the story, the character of David especially, shows us that trials will happen, and bad things will happen, and it's failures, and all kinds of adverse circumstances can be, you know, swirling around us at any given time, but the faith and trust that we have in God, as exemplified in the story of, of David in First and Second Samuel, and then in my own novel, uh, The Fugitive King, is that the comfort that comes from knowing that God is still present, even mm-hmm. when the circumstances around me are very trying. It's the fiery furnace, I guess you could say. Yeah. Henry O. Arnold here on The Intersection. You can find out more by going to the website, henryoarnold.com. Well, I had the chance recently to talk with Tim Kazee. He is founder and executive director of Frontline Missions International. He's traveled the world sharing the gospel of Christ and communicating how he has seen God at work. These stories have certainly impacted his life, and he's been challenged to be a good steward of the time God has given him here on this earth. He has written a book called A Day's Journey, Stories of Hope and Death-Defying Joy. Here now from a recent Meeting House conversation is Tim Kazee. I mean, it's the ancient measure of distance, how far a person could travel in a day. Um, But I I took it to frame up how we understand the, the swiftness and the preciousness of life. And uh, so I divided the book into three parts, setting out. And in that beginning, I, I, I talk about big, big issues I, I, uh, about the value of ordinary days, which most of life consists of, um, the, the urgency of life. There's a chapter called One Day to Live. Um, and then there's a chapter two about the power of memory, um, which is think about it, when we look back on our lives, most of what we have is memory. Um, there are a few objects and things and places 
and people, but uh, most of what we have in life is uh, in the past is memory. So I, I wanted to I wanted to struggle through that in writing, and I went back to uh, I wrote about going back to my hometown and the and the house that I grew up in, and um, the the sense of the temporariness of of all that we that we see on this side. It, it's a it's a picture of Second Corinthians four. Um, so I, I wanted to write about those kind of issues to get us thinking about time and about the Psalm 90 kind of truths that God is eternal and and uh, our lives are brief in this world and um, how we look to him uh, through that. Um, and then I, 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 I went in the middle section called Along the Way, um, writing about people that I've spent days with, uh, spending a day with Rosaria Butterfield, for example, and, and growing in my um, love for God through her conversion story and through her prayer life, spending a day with Johnny Erickson Tata and just seeing um, her courage and her strength, though, though she's paralyzed from her neck down, just one of the strongest people I know, and uh, her faith firing my own faith. And spending, a, spending time with a dear friend who is dying of cancer, and, and Bob, is, it's a sacred thing to walk with a saint to the, to the edge of the river. And um, so in, those, in, those, in that chapter, I, I write about my friend Jonathan. And um, there's a chapter there about witnesses to the resurrection, people that I've hmm. spent time with in Pakistan and in Afghanistan and in North Africa and in China. And um, their witness even unto death uh, for, the, for the truth of the gospel, but also because they had hope I had hoped that this wasn't the end, that their hope was rooted in the resurrection of Jesus. So that's that's our hope, too. And so I wanted to uh, put those five eyewitnesses, so to speak, on the, on display um, for us to be encouraged. And then the last part of the book, Toward Evening, is uh, my journal through my cancer journey. Um, uh, chapters written uh, during the days in chemo and the days in which chemo did not work and I had to have a, a bone marrow transplant and and then beyond that uh, the, the, the days since that time and uh, in my own case the the cancer is still there and so um, there's going from scan to scan so to speak but uh, wanting to live out the days that God gives me and the strength with the strength that he gives me uh, to make the most mm. make the most of it Tim Kazee here on the intersection you can find him online by going to Tim Kazee that is spelled k-e-e-s-e-e dot -E -E com we are nearing the end of this week's edition of the intersection podcast a weekly production of the meeting house you can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by accessing the programming menu at faithradio.org. Through that menu, as well as the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the intersection as well as the Meeting House radio program. You can also find links to the intersection, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed, 
And you can watch video of Meeting House guests on the Faith Radio YouTube channel. There is a link provided from the homepage. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can visit the programming menu at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.